0: Hi, and welcome to Kindy Week in Review. I'm your host, Stephan Shepard. Thanks for joining me today. I'm going to be talking about all the news from the world of Kindy music and even a little bit outside Kindy music. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for those of you who are subscribing via iTunes. If you are an iTunes subscriber, please take a moment to rate the podcast highly or lowly, whatever your uh, preference. And because that's one of the ways that iTunes recognizes podcasts and decides whether or not to give them an additional promotional bump. So if you like the podcast or don't like it, if you could just take a minute or two or even less to just write a review or at the very least rate it. Uh, I'd appreciate that. And with that, let's jump into No, not the charts. I've decided to switch it around a little bit this time. We'll start off with the non-chart news and information, and then we'll get to the charts at the end of the podcast. So I've been talking a lot about Kindy Fest the past few podcasts, and my last note regarding Kindy Fest for a while is that they announced... Recently, the lineup for the public festival on Sunday afternoon, and like I noted previously, based on who they'd said was going to be attending, And who hadn't yet been announced, uh, the lineup for Sunday afternoon is pretty nice. Uh, Robbie K. and Friends, Kat Dorman, coming all the way out from Portland, Oregon. Lucky Diaz and the Family Jam Band, I've helped put on a number of shows with them here in Phoenix. They're going to be coming out from L.A. The Alphabet Rockers from the West Coast, The Terrible Twos, another band who I have helped put on a show with. The Dirty Sock Funtime Band and David Wax Museum. Those are a lot of bands, you know, Cat and Lucky Diaz, Alphabet Rocker, Terrible Twos that you just don't normally get to see in New York. If So if you are in the New York City area, uh, I would really recommend checking out the public festival on Sunday afternoon. Another piece of news that caught my attention recently was a piece in Forbes on Forbes's website, which reports that uh, on a recent Nielsen study that um, more than 5 million U.S. homes uh, have zero TV. I think that's interesting, uh, not because these... uh, Five million homes are not watching TV. The study seems to make makes clear that these homes are watching TV. They're just not still using it for regular television. They're using it for DVDs, video games, maybe internet video. I think from a kindy music perspective, there's a lot of interest always from kindy folks in terms of trying to develop the next big television pilot. And you know, you obviously have Lori Berkner, working with Sprout and Little Airplane to do hers. But I, it does seem increasingly clear that there is no network monopoly. There is no single screen. They talk about the second screen being the iPad. It's unclear as to whether that will be the second screen for very long and if soon enough stuff like the iPad will become the first screen. So the article, I think, is worth a brief read. In terms of kindy music more specifically, uh, the big release this week is from Minneapolis Twin Cities musician Paul Spring with his debut album for families, Home of Song. It was produced by Joe Malander from the Okie Dokie Brothers, the Grammy-winning Okie Dokie Brothers, uh, along with Dean Jones, who helped produce that uh, Grammy-winning Can You Canoe disc. So that is out this week. That is definitely worth checking out. Next week, you have releases from uh, Recess Music, not Recess Monkey, although you might think that Recess Monkey would have a new album out just about every week. Milkshake uh, with their album Got a In It. And there is a -a Rockabye Baby music compilation featuring Blur. Yes, um, you can woohoo go to sleep. A uh, couple videos I didn't want to point out this week that have been released that I think are definitely w- worth uh, going to my website, zooglobal.com, to check out, uh, or you can just find it elsewhere on the de- interwebs. But the Not it's have a fun new video for their song, Let's Skateboard, and the Bazillions with another s- sweet animated video this time for their song, Similes and Metaphors. And then finally, and I will add a link to this in the show notes, but I did want to note that Elska sent out a newsletter, reported she's going to be working on new, some new songs, but the reason I wanted to point it out is because the banner of the newsletter, which had to do with Elska playing some uh, a concert uh, in early April in New York, uh, It just really amused me So I think I will just put that link in the newsletter And if you're not a subscriber You can subscribe subscribe, But you can also just go to the show notes And I'll send you a link there Moving on then To the albums charts Let's just zip through real quick The albums charts In terms of the albums charts I think it is fair to say That while Kids' Bop 23 is still popular The fever is subsiding That's right so last week i did not do a podcast like this instead i talked with out with the kids jeff bogle for a while and if you haven't checked out that podcast that conversation was a lot of fun so you can go do that but beyond that last week there was a non-kids bop 23 album that premiered that debuted at number one it's uh shake it up i heart of course it's a little um emoticon heart dance uh from the disney show so they that debuted at number one last week which was the first time i think since i've been doing this podcast that kids about 23 wasn't at the top of the billboard charts that order switched this week Kids Bop 23 is back at the top of the charts, but it does seem like uh, the um, it's no longer the super dominant number one that it was uh, a couple months ago. Sophia the First, number three. The rest of the charts, the Amazon chart, the iTunes chart, both Amazon charts, the MP3 and the CD, all had Kids Bop 23 at the top with Sophia the First, number two, various albums at number three, in terms of kindy favorites, uh, on the Amazon MP3, they might be giants. Here comes science was number ten. On iTunes, singable songs from the very young for the very young by Raffy was number six. With the best of the Lori Berkner Band, number ten. On, and I would also note that Nick Lachey's "A Father's Lullaby" and I, um, I believe Nick Lachey was in sync. It could have been Backstreet Boys. I'm not really sure, but uh, his debut album for Families was uh, at number 25. Uh, uh, the CD Baby chart, as always, more independent, and so the top four, the four listed on the top row of their top-selling albums were the, were the Alphabet Rocker's Back to School. That's been there for a while. Tom Knight's the Library Boogie, also there for a while. Uh, There was Mr. Billy, A Boy on His Guitar, and always good to see Mr. Billy Kelly at the top of a chart. His album, Again, was there. I don't think it was there again, but um, I'm just going to say again one more time. In terms of singles, uh, as I've noted before, the iTunes and Amazon MP3 charts are really... <laughs> Well, let me put it this way. The Amazon MP3 chart has Who Let the Dogs Out at number 15, which is fine. It's a fun song. You know, my son somewhere has a compilation CD that somebody burned for him that has a copy of Who Let the Dogs Out. But dogs is spelled D-O-G apostrophe S. I'm sorry, the Baja men did not say "How Who Let the Dogs Out. Who let the dogs out what? No, there is no apostrophe in there. So that is the kind of chart that kindy musicians are forced to compete against. I will note that You Are My Sunshine, still incredibly popular. I don't know if people in Seattle are just uh, incredibly rainy or if it's been a long winter or what. But on the iTunes chart, Elizabeth Mitchell's You Are My Sunshine, uh, the single was at number seven. Finally, the Kids Place Live 13 Under 13 chart. Steve Song's Song song Without a Rhyme was at number one again for both last week or the previous week and last week. So I think that makes it three weeks in a row for that song. Uh, In terms of the debuts that have occurred over the past couple weeks, Rat Boy Jr.'s How to Eat a Cloud and the Wreck-It Ralph theme from Owl City both made it on there. And with that, that concludes my summary of the Kindy Week, a retrospective summary, a Kindy Week in review, you might say. As I noted before, if you do like the podcast please and you you subscribe via iTunes, please take a moment to rate the podcast in iTunes. That always helps. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to shoot me a line at zooglobal at earthlink.net. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.